This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Anna Ness. We are going to ground ourselves in our greatness because, duh, we do it every day. Um, my great thing from yesterday really was just allowing myself presence in madness, right? <laughs> if you've been here all week, you know that we're just kind of in a state of crazy right now in my household. Um, and it's inclusive of all things, but I, in my work life <clears throat> and here, there are just times where you have to show up regardless of all the madness. And as much as I want to call in, to give in, to just lay down and seriously die, um, that's not always an option, right? And most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's get back up. You're going to have to figure this out, sister. And I've been in that mode. And yesterday was just a continuing day of performance where I'm exhausted. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And I still had to show up in my strongest form to perform. Regardless of everything that was going on, I had to show up. And it felt great to be able to just table it, table the want and the need to let the crazy win, um, because I didn't have a choice. And that's my great thing, really showing up and performing anyways, because that's hard to do, right? It's hard to table it all and not let it show and also not bring it up. Like, the truest form of what I was feeling yesterday was that I just wanted to cancel my 5 a.m. meeting because I haven't slept in mm, seven days. I also haven't slept in my own bed. Um, I also, in order to make that meeting, keep everything in line keep doing all these seemingly crazy, insignificant things that I do in the morning that give me strength and power to continue with ferocity into my day. In order to do that, I actually had to wake up much earlier than I already do, right? And it would have been so much easier to just be like, you know what? Kid's sick. Kid has been sick for seven days now. We are on a week here. Um, <clears throat> and I can't show up and perform right now. And I want to, but I'm not strong enough and I'm not capable. And that's not an option in the work that I do. As much as I wish that it was, there are just things that have to get done. And I wanted to give in and I didn't, right? And I still showed up as the strongest version of myself that I could and I brought everything that I had to the 
quote-unquote performances that I had to give yesterday. And that felt great. Because I think in those moments you have a choice, right? You can give in and no discredit to those of us who do give in because trust me, every ounce of my entire body wanted to just call in and call it quits and lose, right? Just give in. Dude, nobody should have to withstand this type of thing. Nobody, right? And the crazier thing is, now that we're going on day seven of said sickness, of course, you know, when I finally have the ability to work from home, to call into meetings, to not physically be in a space, to take care of my child, of course, the day that I have that freedom and that ability, I have to report for jury duty, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure, um, I'm, I'm quite confident that they don't have daycare there. And even if they did, they probably wouldn't take a child with a fever of a hundred to 104. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> The struggle city has continued, and yet here we all are, right? And I'm I'm doing my best to do what I've just talked about, not fast-forwarding through this moment, not hoping that it goes away. I hope that my daughter gets better as soon as she possibly can, um, but I am trying to be as present as possible in this moment because... Fast forwarding through it shortens everyone's life, right? Wanting it all to be done, wanting to get back to the normal trust. I would love to get back to our normal life, but that just isn't a possibility right this second. It just isn't, right? And I think, you know, yesterday was just like commitment to keep whatever ball I could in the air. Even though it hurt, even though it took insane amounts of caffeine, even though everything was telling me to just give in, I couldn't. It wasn't an option, right? And that was just commitment to keep the one ball in the air that's still in the air at this point. <laughs> and so that felt great. I will have a report for you tomorrow as whether or not I am still able to keep all those balls up here, people, because uh, if we go an entire school week with this sickness, I don't, I don't know. I've officially maxed every babysitting option that I have and it's madness, I tell you. It's madness. And, you know, any other day, I I have options. When my child is sick, I actually work at a hospital and they offer sick bay. So I can bring said sick child into sick bay and I can work and she can stay up there most days. Um, or some days when I have 
just calls that I can call into, meetings that I can call into, I can work remote and call in, which is such a blessing on days like this. Uh, But I try not to use that too often just because uh, kids get sick all the time. And I don't want people to feel like I get special treatment that they don't. Um, So I try to keep that as minimal as possible. Because I get it. I shouldn't get special treatment just because I decided to have children. I'm with you. Uh, So I try to do that as little as humanly possible because it isn't fair. Um, But really, I will let you know if I break tomorrow, but I haven't broken yet. Last night I came home not feeling the greatest and oh, it was hard. But here we are, still up, still ready. I woke up this morning feeling pretty good. So I don't know what I'll do tomorrow, but I'm here for it, right? Here for this, whatever this is, this madness. And the most beautiful part is if you've been listening for a while, you know that I have some sort of superpower that comes from madness. So I tend to just live for it the crazier that it gets. So like if we're talking high level payout, a car's about to break down, right? And something crazy is about to happen, right? And I have always thrived here because I know that there's a payout, that there's a reason that I'm figuring out how to manage and how to adjust to all of this. I know there's a reason for the madness. And so I am here for it. Um, And I try to remind myself in those mad moments, right, when I just want to throw every ball that I'm still capable of juggling on the ground, I try to remind myself that this is what builds champions good people. My mom told me every day as I was growing up that I was built for greatness, that not everybody gets to experience the type of things that I have experienced. And so she knows that it's just preparing me for something huge, right? And so every time that I'm faced with something crazy like what I'm going through right now in grand scheme of things it's not as crazy as what most people go through and so I feel extremely blessed but every time that I'm faced with weeks like this I know it's a build I know that it's building a skill set that I'm going to be required to have at some point right and not like the skill set of my kid staying eternally ill um maybe but more just the skill set of being able to handle so many things and figure out how to stay afloat, right? Figure out how to manage and not just manage, but thrive and not just thrive, but succeed even in these moments of crazy, right? And when people can turn to you and look at you and go, oh, wow, how do you keep doing all of that? That's what I'm saying. 
this compared to other things that I've been through and juggled all at the same time is kind of small bananas, right? And I know that it's preparing me for something bigger. And so I am here for this pain, right? And in my lowest points where I don't even want to get off the couch and feed myself food because for goodness sakes, do I have to keep moving? Can I just lie here in this situation? You can, but you got to get up at some point. And so, yes, even in those moments, I have to just remind myself that this is a build up to something greater and be here for this too. Because you're going to fly, right? And the more that's up against you, you can go ahead and consider that prep for what's coming. The bigger, the badder, the more crazy, right? Like, really? My child has been sick for a week. Now, this is the second time that we've fought similar sicknesses um, like this, where it's been a week to a week and a half long of missed school. And, um, but really, she's been sick for a week. And really, it would be the one week of all weeks that you have to actually, like, physically be somewhere because usually I can remote in and I can call into any meeting that I have but this would be the one week where you have to physically be somewhere and the one day that you don't have to physically be there that you can help carry the load of what the sickness is of missing work of not being physically somewhere the one day you get called into jury duty really okay I see where we're going I see why right? There's always a why to the madness and generally it's prepping you for something. And so I am here for the madness. Here for it. Uh, yeah, I'm just here for it. I know it's a bigger build. I know it's meant to prepare me for greater things so I can be like, you know what? Been through crisier, right? And trust me, I have. So that's the longest great thing I've ever done. Sorry for all the sidebars and squirrel moments, but here we are, right? Um, so go ahead and take time to recognize yourself for your greatness because trust, we can't do it enough. We can't. Even if we try, even if we do it once a day, that's not going to be enough. But I'm hoping as we continue to adopt, adapt, and thrive, we will grow in our greatness together and it is vital because we will be called on people. So um, if you want to do more with your greatness, we want to celebrate with you. And if you want uh, to celebrate with us, go ahead and fill out your great thing on the form on nusinc.com. You can be featured for a chance to be featured on the Death of a Dream podcast. Um, we want to celebrate with you and digitally chest bump with you. So go ahead and head over there and fill that out. Okay? Community, y'all. Let's celebrate. So diving in today, um, I've just been thinking about how how far I've come on this journey and the biggest part of the beginning of the death of a dream, which is exactly 
what we talk about every day, how to recover from the death of that, what are things that you need to engage to be stronger in the pursuit of your dream life, how do we get through that, and and you're going on this journey with me as I navigate that recovery period, right? Still very much in it. And I think when I write my dreams down, because I write them down every single morning, um, I make a habit of it. When I write them down, I remember thinking of them. And I, I know when I told people them, they're like, how do you come up with that? And, and really, <clears throat> I think the bigger thing is that we deny the validity of our dreams, right? Because dreams are pass-fail, right? If Demi Lovato says in 2010 when she's going through probably the lows of rehab that someday she's going to sing at a national anthem at the Super Bowl, probably everyone is going, oh, okay, Demi, so cute. Like, look at you. You're basically in a sewer right now going through the lows of your life how how, the audacity that you would have to have to dream something like that right and that's what we're talking about right what are those dreams and a lot of times we just quiet them and we turn our backs on those dreams the ones that like are said in our head and our hearts and we're like okay dream you you can go back to sleep now it's not going to happen. Let's put that away, right? And those are the ones that I want you to start pursuing. And in grander scheme of things, that's a part of this story, the story of the death of a dream, this podcast and this movement, really that's a part of the groundwork that we're laying here every day. How do you get over the fact that some of your dreams did die and how do you move forward in a pursuit of a new dream that maybe looks different but that is no less a call on your heart right and so that's what's challenging right because we are called to settle we are called to be small we are called to just fit to fit in to do what everybody else is doing, to do what makes sense, because the opposite is dangerous, right? And when we start facing danger, other people's red flags go up and they want to protect us. And so I read a lot um, or listen to a lot about um, families or friends and how they're built to kind of shield you from the hurt, right? And it's out of love a lot of times. Like, oh, sister, don't dream that big. I love you, but you're going crazy, okay? That's too big, good friend. I want to support you, but I also don't want to see you get hurt. So can you stop? You're making me uncomfortable, (laughs) right? (laughs) And those People are vital, right? But your ability to navigate past that, because passion will take you further than um, plan at times. And you have to have both, but sometimes you just have to jump and be brave in the pursuit of the things that your heart is called to, right? And trust that everything is going to unfold. You've been put in this place for a reason. And even in the lows, 
right? Because <laughs> we all experience them. Um, even in the lows or the craziest moments, I think we should all call ourselves to look for what this is prepping us for. And luckily, my mom told me my entire life that this is how my life would work, that it would be lows, really low lows, that it would be craziness, and that the crazier that it got, the bigger it was going to get in return. And she would never stop telling me that. You're just made for big things. I can tell. I can tell that there are big things in store for you. It's going to be big. I don't know how to explain it. I just know. Right? And that's exactly it. I was willing to pass on all of that bigness because the bigness seemed too far. The bigness seemed too crazy. The bigness seemed unrealistic. Right? And people know that. And I can tell you that I have worked for three bosses and all three at some point had said, I can tell I'm going to be working for you someday. Right? And I would just be like, oh, that's cute. Huh. And I kind of like shake my head like, no, you're not. Oh, that's crazy. Right? But every person generally that I would come in contact with, that I would work closely with, that would have conversations with me, could see the same thing that my mom saw and I couldn't see it for myself. Right? They could see the bigness. They could see the potential. And I was willingly passing it up because I couldn't and wouldn't embrace and see it in myself. Right? And I had to navigate through all the things that would hold me back. Every single one. And there are about 12 that are consistent. Right? And if I really break it down into categories, there are about three. Consistent things that hold me back every time. And those were birthed from the death of my dreams from a very young age right? And those consistencies, those things that would come back up every time that I wanted to be bigger than what I was right in that moment, every time that I wanted to step into a new life, into a new path, those things would come back up and they would tell me to stop. And guess what would happen? I would stop because they were right. Right? And once I started transitioning into a space where I just started trusting what my what was in my heart, what was in my head, what I wrote down for my dreams. Once I started to find confidence in navigating new spaces, in taking steps towards my dreams, once I started to, to acknowledge my own greatness, I felt strong enough to start taking steps, baby steps, people. We're not talking about big, huge steps that are changing the world today. But we're going to get there. They just don't get it yet. Okay? We're going there. And you're going to be the first one to have known me. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you that that's going to be very exciting someday. That you got to listen to <laughs> the trudges of what this podcast was starting out. But how exciting to be on the ground floor of something that is going to be 
amazing, of something that is already amazing, right? I won't even tell you that it's not. I can tell you right now that just waking up every day and doing this podcast since I started last April has given me more energy, call, and purpose than I've ever had in my entire life. And so just that very movement is enough reason to keep doing it. Right? I am dangerously sleep deprived at this very moment. And yet I am sitting straight up talking to all of you with more energy than I should have at this point. Right? And it's because that purpose and that passion will drive you. You will find energy sources that you never even knew that you had. Right? But you have to be willing to take that first step. You have to be willing to trust yourself enough to know that the path isn't paved yet, but it will be. It will unfold as you start taking steps, but you have to take that first step. And the first step looks like this. Knowing that you're right. That whatever it is. I remember telling someone at one point, and here we go, I'm about to share another dream and you're about to think that I'm crazy, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways, right? I shared one last week and here here you go. A welcome into where we're headed. Um, after the Rachel Hollis Rice Conference, you had been asked to write down what your dreams were and to really write down like real ones. And I think real ones are ones that are so far from your reality, right? That you couldn't even see straight if you said them out loud, right? You're just like, you get a little dizzy every time that you say them. And I remember telling someone, I'm going to write five books. And they said, you're going to write five books? Kind of a random number. Why five? And I said, I don't know. I just hear, I just hear it. I hear five books. I feel five books. I don't know what they're going to be about. I don't, I haven't really ever written a book. Don't really even write that often. But it's five books. I don't know how to explain it, right? And people will want to back you down. Like, "Uh, well, you haven't even written one. You don't even write. Five books seems a little big, to be honest, right? And those would be honest conversations that people would have with me. Why five? That's crazy. Why would you say five books? You don't even write at this point. And I'm like, I don't know. I just hear it. I hear the dream. I hear the goal. I hear it. I can see it. I I see how, I don't see exactly how it's all going to work out, but I see that that's a dream. And I don't, I can't speak to why it's five. I can't really speak to why it's even books. I can't really speak to why it's even writing. I just know that it's going to happen and that it's been put on my heart and in my head. And so it's five books. Can't tell you why. Can't tell you really anything other than that's what I've been called to do. Right? And when you force yourself to write down dreams and not safe ones right? Not even realistic ones. Because in the grand scheme of my life, right now from where I sit, right now from the work that I do, from where my life is, right in this very moment, five books makes no sense. And I can promise you 
It made a hell of a lot less sense last June when I went to that conference. But now that I've started taking steps, and I'm not even working on that one yet, because it just isn't realistic with where my life's at right now, right? I'm like a stair-step adopter. So right now, this podcast is my focus, and um, I'm starting to take steps to grow my confidence in writing just in and of itself. Because like I told you, does five books even make sense? I don't even write. I'm, I'm starting to build that writing muscle, right? But I can't just start writing five books. That's crazy. How do I start making myself do that? Well, it started with growing confidence in writing longer forms of Instagram. And that's called microblogging if you want to put a title on it, but writing longer paragraphs in Instagram. And once I kind of found a voice there and I found some confidence there, I felt like I could start writing a blog. And honestly, sometimes I just speak my blog and then I um, transcribe it um, if I'm feeling called to write. Uh, But I still have to go in and edit that and perfect it and clean it because spoken word looks different than written word. But really, how am I Am I flexing that muscle to build myself up to write those five books? Because saying five books is such a long-term thing. It's so far from where I'm at right now. But what am I willing to do right now to start building that muscle, right? And writing is something that's foreign to me. Um, But it's still a dream that's in my heart. So I have to start building myself up to five books, right? (laughs) However, why ever, it's here. And I can either turn away, shut it down and say it doesn't make any sense. And I don't know why I would have that dream. That dream doesn't make sense with where my life is, right? Why am I being called to do this? This doesn't make any sense. I don't know yet. I don't know why it's five books and not one. I don't know why it's five books and not 12. I don't know. That just is what it is, right? I can't tell you right now. And I've wavered in and out of the reality of that dream and and why it would be five and and why why I would even write it all. Um, I can't tell you. I just know that it's a dream that I want to do. And those dreams that scare you, that challenge you, that make little to no sense to you, right? In that conference, I remember the people I was with, like almost laughing at me, like five books. That's just crazy. Right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know why it's five. Right. It just is. It's just what it is. It's just what was on my heart. I don't know. Right. And my willingness to come back to that dream, To keep writing that dream, even though people laughed at it, right? And even though if I read all 10 of my dreams, you would all be cracking up. um, This relationship is with you. You are the only person who matters in this equation. And that's not to say that you aren't going to laugh, right? Because I go, five books, Hannah. That's a pretty big goal. You don't really write at all, right? But in that same conversation, I'm saying, well, if you were going to, what does it look like to start today? 
right? And it doesn't look like me feverishly pounding out five books every morning until I make myself sick. It looks like me taking small enough steps that I feel comfortable that I can start adapting this into my life. So does that look like riding on the weekends? Does that look like riding when I feel cold? Does that look like when I'm on a bike, speaking the words that are in my head and transcribing them? It looks like a whole lot of that and piecing it together until I grow confidence in this space and I can start putting it into my every day, right? And that's what you have to be willing to do. And I figured out what my closer is now on my podcast. I've been struggling with finding that appropriate close. Like, what does it look like? Because I want people to know that we're finishing up, that we are done. What does that close look like? And I remember being like, well, what does my kind of signature opening look like? What does that need to look like? And I'm so addicted to this greatness piece of women and growing confidence in your greatness. And so the way that I started all of my volleyball practices is probably how I should start this podcast. And I like to adopt things that I've adopted into my own life for various reasons. So today I had like this light bulb moment of... Duh, that's how you'd close your podcast. So um, I've done a podcast on this before, but my life was impacted so greatly by my mom constantly telling me that I was made for great things. And she just always told me that, right? And I'd spoke a little bit about that at the beginning of this. And so knowing how much that impacted me and for many years of my life in adulthood, it actually impacted me in a negative way um, because I would be like, really? Greatness. Greatness looks like just driving by cornfields and going to a nine to five. That's my greatness. Thanks, mom. Yep, I'm so great. Great. Um, but now that I've shifted into a space where I'm empowered, where my greatness is dependent on me, I can see what she was saying. I see exactly why she said that and why she gets that about who I am. So, Knowing that that had such a huge impact on me, um, I wanted to adopt similar things for my daughters and I started to think through, like, if they, if they knew things that I didn't know about myself, maybe they could be even greater than what my mom did for me. Maybe what are the things that I want them to know? And so I decided that I would create their baseline with them knowing these three things, that they are smart they are strong, and they are beautiful. And I would close with them repeating back to me, what are they going to do? Because I don't want to be the one to tell them that they're going to change the world. They need to tell me, right? So every night before they go to bed, I kiss them on the forehead, sometimes on their sleep masks, because I don't know, but they think that's the funniest thing. I'll kiss them on the forehead and I will say, you are smart, you're strong, you are beautiful. What are you going to do? And they repeat back that they are going to change the world. And in fact, I want all of that for your life as well. So here we are. I found my closer. So much of this podcast of this build has been just figuring it out as you go. And every time that someone asks, hey, I want to start a podcast, what do you recommend? I always recommend that you just start because you will figure out your voice as you just continue working through it. And here we are months and months into this daily podcast. And I finally have been called to find my clothes. 
So every day when we close this podcast, it will end like this. You are smart. You are strong. You are beautiful. What are you going to do? Right? And you're going to respond back in your head, change the world, and then you're going to go out and change this world. So that's all we have today for the Death of a Dream podcast. You can follow me anywhere, but if you really want a good follow, find me on Instagram at hannah.ness um, and head on over to nessinc.com. That's where you can find all things The Death of a Dream and share your greatness with us every day for a chance to be featured on The Death of a Dream podcast. You are smart. You are strong. You are beautiful. What are you going to do?